But first, our top story talks to Daimler, Packard, and Cummins are forming a battery cell manufacturing center. Alan Adler is here to tell us the breaking news about this huge conglomerate. Is this the Justice League or more of the Avengers? <laughs> Alan, thanks for joining us. You know, I've got it as the Inhumans. What do you think of that? I no, like that. I, I would. Yeah, I, I uh, this is breaking this morning, and so there's a lot of things we don't know. But here's what we do know: um, the three companies are going to spend two to three billion dollars to do a U.S.-based battery cell manufacturing. They're not saying where that will be. Each of them will own 30% of the joint venture. The remaining 10% goes to a company called EVE Energy, which has U.S. operations, but is a Chinese company traded on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange. Um, it looks like they're talking about maybe 21 gigawatts of uh, battery capacity, uh, you know, over the next few years. Again, no idea where they'll build this. But if you think about some of the moves that we've seen because of the Inflation Reduction Act and other things, there's probably some advantages here to localizing the battery production. Um, it's also a chemistry called a lithium iron phosphate, which is similar to lithium ion, but it is iron as the uh, other component. It's got better durability and it is less um, of a risk for fires. This is interesting because Daimler, for its part, already works with the biggest battery cell supplier in the world. That would be Cattle or, or Contemporary Ampex. I never get that right, but we'll call it Cattle, C-A-T-L. Uh, and Packard, I'm not sure who they work with, but they're getting ready for their second generation of electric truck. And of course, Cummins, which is continuing to push towards splitting its business from traditional engine making into uh, sort of new power. And the new power is renamed Excella. All three of these guys have interest in in bringing this kind of production here. We've seen it with car companies already. You know, General Motors and LG and Ford and others have all developed, uh, you know, both uh, cell and pack manufacturing. But this is just a way to secure your supply chain, really, at the end of the day. So, Alan, you mentioned, of course, the support from the Inflation Reduction Act. And one of the big time kind of goals with the IRA was to bring a lot of that production for alternative fuels and alternative fuel sources back to the United States, as you mentioned, that reshoring component, specifically to take it away from China. And this is interesting that we would see kind of a partnership conglomerate with three U.S. companies and a Chinese company if we're trying to take back that manufacturing. Is there any initial hesitancy or any kind of shock to see that kind of three-to-one partnership going on, especially knowing that the Inflation Reduction Act had that main goal in mind? Well, they, they describe uh, EVE Energy, Kaylee, as the technology, technology supplier, uh, not, you know, they're a 10% holder. Um, it's interesting, though, that at this point, there is not, uh, you know, a U.S. I can't say there's not. There really is. If we think about um, our next energy, which we've talked about on the show and, and have had on truck tech before, you know, they're working on lithium uh, iron uh, batteries and are hopefully to eventually get into trucking. But this basically says these three companies are going to need enough of this and they want to make sure that they have it here and, uh, you know, not be, uh, you know, by not doing lithium ion, which involves nickel and magnesium and, and other uh, you know, cobalt, uh, things that are sort of locked up in China, really, in terms of supply. Um, these, uh, these companies are, are essentially, you know, uh, securing their own chains, as, as we talked about. But, but there's a lot we don't know yet, um, in terms of, you know, the where's and, and, and when's, but it does seem to be consistent in addition to IRA with this, uh, the, you know, the semiconductors, uh, act that, you know, to bring that back on shore because, you know, you're going to need uh, chips and things like that for, for these batteries. So it, it's, it's an interesting move. We've also seen, of course, some shakeout in the battery supply space here. 
with uh, Romeo, uh, you know, essentially going under. First, it was dying on its own, and then Nicola is in the process of putting out of its misery. Uh, Proterra is in bankruptcy reorganization, probably going to split off some of its business. So there's a lot of uncertainty around battery making uh, in general, but on the sell side, which is obviously what goes inside these packs, this is uh, this is kind of new to to uh, the trucking side to bring you know to to, to sort of secure uh, a supply chain here. So with that and the uncertainties you mentioned from Proterra and Romeo Power and the fact that those companies are all startups, they kind of had this great idea and came to fruition through a SPAC, through that SPAC frenzy, and then have seen now the downside of that cycle really affect them. How much of a difference does it make that we're starting to see this technology development or this effort from an established legacy company partnership? Obviously, Daimler and Cummins and Packard are huge companies that already exist. They've got good funding. They have good capital. They have great expenditure goals. Does that is that really going to make a difference in their opportunity for success? Because they're not now working the startup woes as well as trying to get this developed. I, I think the answer is absolutely yes. I also think it's interesting that that EVE Energy, and I've only looked at them briefly this morning. Uh, you know, they've been around since two thousand and one. They've been working in first lithium uh, ion batteries, and now this LFP technology. Uh, they. Uh, had a cylindrical cell that they developed last year. And now on their website, they talk about a 21 gigawatt uh, project. They don't say anything about it, but I think we know what that is now. Um, and, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. I think that, you know, there will be a, a committee on the uh, CFIUS, which uh, I'm always using the acronym, but basically the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. will have to take a look at this. There'll be a voluntary filing to see if it's, uh, you know, competitive or, uh, you know, anti-competitive for the U.S., but uh, I imagine these three companies uh, being, as, as you point out, as big as they are and as you know, well-resourced as they are, probably know the answer already um, And because they can't do this completely on their own. I mean, the idea of a truck company getting into battery cell production, that just, boy, that just seems out there if you don't have somebody who really knows what they're doing in that space. And Alan, when we're seeing, of course, ownership across the board seems to be divvied out pretty nicely. Is there any opportunity that you see that more companies join this group at all? I, you know, that's anything could happen. Anthony, it's, it's hard to say. This is so fresh this morning. Uh, I would suspect not. I think that, you know, it's interesting, like, say, you know, Packard's getting ready now with second generation truck. We've got the second generation from, from Daimler and they're testing, you know, what will ultimately be the uh, the third generation uh, e Cascadia for around 2025, and and we have these the these regulations that are going to push them to have more and more of these trucks, which will require more and more batteries, and I'll be inside those more and more cells. So it is perfectly logical that you would go this way. I don't know if there's room for for others. I mean, uh, you know, we'll be in Sweden with Volvo next week. Maybe we can ask that question there. Uh, you know, what What would they be doing and what would their response be? Because, uh, uh, you know, they're the other sort of big global player um, and obviously Trayton as well, which has invested billions in electrification. Uh, not sure on the, on the down at the battery cell level, but, um, you know, everybody's going to do their thing and it'll just be interesting. I, I'm not sure that, that there's any more room at this moment for anybody, but who knows down the road. And of course, Alan, the natural tie-up for this entire subject is infrastructure. Any mention on if this will now lead them into infrastructure development as well, or are they focusing just on batteries first? Well, I think at this point, the infrastructure is something, you know, Daimler and uh, Nextera Energy and um, hmm, 
It's a third partner. Three of them are already investing, you know, $650 million or north of that on infrastructure in, in the U.S. Now, Daimler is the, uh, is the main automotive, uh, or excuse me, trucking company involved in that. Uh, the others are all sort of, you know, playing around. It's hard to say exactly if they're going to do, you know, major infrastructure, but at least in Daimler's case, which they call, uh, they call it a Greenway, uh, the venture that they've got with uh, uh, BlackRock is the third party, BlackRock, Nextera Energy, and Daimler. They've named the, the venture, and they are looking at corridors, you know, in the, in the first areas of adoption for electric trucks, which would be, of course, California, the, the Southwest, and then, and then uh, you know, the East Coast. So, um, you know, there is that one announcement, the rather large announcement there. I haven't heard of anything else that quite rivals that uh, on this side of the, uh, of the Atlantic. Awesome, Alan. Thanks so much for bringing us this top story. And thanks for joining us. I have a sneaking suspicion that we're here from you again in the not too distant future. Do I need to go to wardrobe or can I stay dressed as I am? I think you can stay dressed as you are. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll check up with Alan again in just a few minutes for our Trek Tech Community segment for your Wednesday. Right now, though, we're going to hand it on over to Tony Mulvey and Donnie Gilbert. They're here for your first carrier update this morning.